Right now, we're joined by our guest, Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk, probasketballtalk.com on NBC Sports, NBC Sports, NBCSports.com. Kurt, got to watch that uh, Cleveland-Toronto game last night, and uh, an all-star game defense broke out. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was an ugly defensive game on both sides. And the thing is, I think in, in the case of the Cavaliers, I don't know. They're just not a good defensive team right now. The Raptors, I mean, that was their fifth game in seven nights, second night of a back-to-back on the road. I, I think they're a better defensive team than that, but I don't, you know, look, I, it's not that the Raptors don't have an answer for LeBron James defensively. Nobody has an answer for LeBron James defensively when he starts playing like that. Now, rumor has it today, Kyrie Irving going for his, uh, his second opinion on the knee. Um, there's rumors, the hot rumors around Boston are that, you know, he's going to end up having surgery and, and that'll put him out for the rest of the year, like... Is this just one of those years that the Celtics tried to <laughs> put them on the list? They they, they tried to uh, tried to uh, uh, bump up the the power curve to get to where they wanted to be faster, and the universe was just like, nope, not having it this year, guys. You're not like you start the year with a Hayward injury, and you might end it with a uh, with a Kyrie, and in in even with that, you still you lose Smart, you lose these guys. Like Brown. just isn't their year. It seems like no, and especially if he does need surgery, and or even. So even if he can play through this and then have surgery in the offseason, he's probably not 100% in the playoffs. And, and, yeah, I don't know what you guys did to anger the basketball gods, but you need to go, you know, sacrifice a goat or a chicken or whatever it takes to kind of get back on their right side because it's, it's just been, like, one of those rough years. And I know Danny Ainge and the management's always been, like, be patient. We can do this over time, you know especially in theory LeBron James will move next summer or something, you know, like the, the doors will open for us, but they didn't open fast this year at all. Like this was a year like maybe they can surprise. No, no. And it's, it's just unfortunate, but I think they're still set up so well for the future. Oh, the Bruins too, though. It's oh, yeah. the home of Boston. Yeah. It's affected yeah. the Bruins too. It has. There's all sorts of, there's all sorts of craziness going on with that. Um, the, uh, the, the, the playoff race out West uh, not a lot of not a lot of room separating four through nine. What what do we make of that? And then the other night, Utah's like, "Hey, we're taking on Atlanta at home. Let's lose by five. Sounds like a plan, you know? Like it's yeah. kind of a weird game yeah. to lose." That's the punch to the gut ones that that nobody really. And, and frankly, this applies to not really so much Boston or or Toronto, but once you get down to Cleveland on down through, I mean, the playoffs are kind of set in the East, but you can't. You know, when you're, you're fighting for seeding, you can't have those losses. The Clippers lost to Memphis. Like, how do you lose to Memphis? I'm not even sure Memphis puts five guys on the floor at this point. <laughs> like, so, they, those are the losses that really do a team in at this point in the season. But in the West, I just, right now you look at it, Utah is eight, Minnesota is seven, um, and then you've got Denver and the Clippers chasing them. But, Utah and Minnesota have much, much easier schedules the rest of the way. They have a bunch of those games against teams they should beat. So I like the uh, – I think it's going to shake out kind of in uh, – the orders will shift around a little, but I think the eight teams up in each conference are kind of there now. Talking with Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk, probasketballtalk.com. Um, you know, after that, that game with the, the Celtics, Oklahoma City the other night, you know, it, it, Celtics are, are kind of surviving and, and, and doing what they can – um, I, I kind of it kind of made me reanalyze the West. I remember at the beginning of the year we all thought you know it was kind of a big three out there with Houston and Golden State and, and Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, and you know San Antonio was supposed to have Ka- Kawhi Leonard back a long time ago, and he still hasn't come back yet. But uh, you know, it, I 
I can't decide right now if Houston is the best team out there or if it's Golden State. I assume if Golden State is healthy, they'll they'll be the they'll be there. But Houston just looks like it has a chip on its shoulder this year. Little little extra, I think, this year that sometimes can carry them over over a team that might be a little more talented, a little deeper. Yeah, and look, those are the two best teams in the NBA right now, and I think Houston has a shot. Even you know, even with a healthy Golden State team, uh, which is I, I, still a question mark right now. But if that's a healthy Golden State team come the you know second round in the, into, into the playoffs, I still think Houston has a chance. Um, not only do they have two elite players, and, and James Harden's going to win MVP deservedly. He's I don't know if you guys knew this, he can score the basketball. Yeah, <laughs> you think I heard a rumor. Yeah, um, but I mean, beyond that, if you watch them play, what they've done all season long, on and off the ball, is switch every pick, switch everything, um, and take the risk that you can't, you know, like Harden can play a little defense, and they've got all these long switchable guys like P.J. Tucker and Bob Mute, Trevor Ariza, and they're going to make life, Chris Paul's a good defender, they're going to make life difficult for you with this. That's how you have to play Golden State. The fact that they've done it all year, they're really smooth at it now defensively. And so they've been setting this up. I think that I, I, I still wouldn't pick them, but I think that they've got a shot. I think they have an actual shot at beating Golden State, and it, that's going to be a great series uh, if and when it comes down. Are there any series, any first-round series that anybody should be concerned about in terms of like upsets or things of that nature, whether it's in the East or the West, where you kind of look and you say, man, that 1-8 or that 2-7 could really be difficult. I mean, things are already switching up in the East because Philadelphia slid, slid into the four seed, which I was surprised by because I kind of have Indiana as a dark horse in the East. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers are good. Indi- uh, Philadelphia, I think it depends on the matchup just because you know, they can give a lot of people trouble because Joel Embiid is... There's just not guys like him, and it's hard to stop him if he's going. In the the other team that in the West, I mean the East, you look at, and they're not fully healthy right now, and they've not they've not been great in the playoffs. But Washington, on paper, like you just feel like if they can get it together with a healthy John Wall, and they play more like they are right now with Wall in the lineup and getting some of the easy buckets he gets them. And that's a really good starting five with Kelly Oubre playing better off the bench for them. Like, I like that team on paper more than I've liked them on the floor this year. But I, that's still a dangerous team when they're dialed in in the playoffs. And then you, you get out west, and I'll tell you the big, the big question is, does, does San Antonio have Kawhi? Because, I mean, that's, like, if they have Kawhi, you do not want a piece of that in the first round. What do we know? What the deal is there? Like, it, it, there is there a rift? Is there not a rift? Is this just a situation where, you know, a guy's trying not to push it? He's being told not to push it. Like, does anyone really know what the situation is with, with Leonard and the Spurs? As best we can figure out, there isn't really much of a rift. And I, the, the idea, by the way, that he's leaving there, I, they're going to give him, whether it's this summer or next season, once he shows to be healthy again, um, or whenever. That, they can give him that designated player extension, and I think he's going to take the $50 million. He's not a guy that earns, you know, even Kyrie. Earn, or he doesn't earn Kyrie money, let alone, you know, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry money off the court. So he's not going to walk away from – I'm not sure anybody walks away from the $50 million, but he's certainly not. So I don't think there's much of a rift there. But as for getting back on the floor, it's he's got his own medical team. You know, he went and got second opinions. They're differing right now from the Spurs doctors, and that's what's holding him back. He's got to get cleared by his team, and they're not ready to give it to him yet. Talking with Kurt Heelan for Pro Basketball Talk, probasketballtalk.com, part of NBC Sports, NBCSports.com. 
joins us on the regular to talk pro basketball. Regular season winding up. It'll be playoff talk before we know it. Kurt, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon, Kurt. Thank you. Thank you. That was Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com here on the B-List, Sports Time Maine, AM 780.